if it does replace the rebirth map if it does replace quote-unquote alcatraz what do you think this means for the rebirth community and maybe even the competitive community as a whole as we kind of like bide our time for warzone 2 this is a safe space to be myself right oh yeah you can Absolutely. say whatever you want ladies and gentlemen welcome into another bot lobby podcast episode i'm grandmaster ghost joined by my wonderful co-host katie bedford over here on the side and today yet again we have another very special guest now we took a little bit of a break last week because not a lot was going on but modern warfare 2 a lot of leaks a lot of information not even really leaks promo information about warzone has been dropped mm -hmm. we wanted to talk about that so we had this guest looming in the background of like let's bring this guy on he knows everything there is to know about the new warzone map and warzone 2 but something else came out of the blue we don't even know about katie fortunes keep like literally <laughs> one tiny leak Surprise. that it didn't catch wind no vir virality at all with mm -hmm. it like craziest thing ever and then all of a sudden it's getting dropped we had this really cool mm -hmm. puzzle today we'll talk about and so what better guest to bring on than modern warzone himself now a little bit of background modern warzone and i have known each other for a very long time i've known doug since he was in it's his name's not doug by the way but I, i've known doug since uh, uh, you know he was at fifteen thousand followers or so now casually sitting at 600,000 followers covering everything Warzone, everything Call of Duty, and it is my just absolute pleasure to bring on one of my very good friends in the space, Mr. Doug Dagnabbit, Mr. Ricky, Mr. Modern Warzone. Let's bring him in. There he is, and I'll take the map off the screen so we can get his beautiful face. Doug, how are you Hello. doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you threw a little bit too much gas on me. I think my head might explode, but I do appreciate it. Um, well deserved. Really enjoy uh, the podcast you guys have been putting out. You guys do a good job of, you know, trying to dive deep. Uh, it's a good thing. We need more discussion and stuff like this. And I think we're going to have a good, healthy discussion about our thoughts about this map and everything I learned while I was in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's Yeah, it. you had a, that, that whole trip. It's always fun to watch kind of the, the Twitter sphere get worked up when they find out that people are being flown out for something or going out for something. And obviously it's a lot of fun. I know for people like yourself to kind of tease out everything that you were able to talk about uh, from those trips. So I know they probably had a lot of goodies to show and obviously as well, what Goge T's fortunes keep dropping. Um, there's just a lot and it's really exciting to see kind of this much content and activity when we're in what could be a coast and sort of blah time period. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that this caught a lot of people off guard. I've known about it for a few weeks now. And actually, while I was in L.A., we were talking about this new map. And I think that th I think this is one of the occasions where I kind of realized, like, how leaks can be harmful because the way it was presented today, it's been OK. And like Goj said in the beginning, like there was this was obvious. Uh, we tweeted about me and Charlie Intel covered it yesterday. Fortunes keeps a new map coming in season four, but it didn't go viral at all. Almost like it seemed yeah. like nobody noticed or cared. And uh, now we got the map today. And I think if this would have been leaked, like, you know, just a, a, a tweet that would have said Rebirth Island is being taken out for this new map or whatever. I mean, that's not confirmed yet, but it seems highly likely uh, that the Internet and Twitter sphere would have gone crazy. But since marketing was allowed to do what they do, it actually went well. I think that the mm -hmm. overall reaction that I've seen so far on the timeline is 
everybody's willing to give this map a chance. You know, there's some concerns, but at the same time, they're not just downright shitting on it. Yeah, well, I will say... That's always a dub. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is one of the more positive reactions. Now, we don't have a lot yet. We have the map, which is a lot, quote unquote, but we don't know a lot about the actual scale. Like, we were talking about this beforehand, Doug, and I, I want to get to the Warzone 2 stuff later because this is, you know, first and foremost present. It just happened today as of recording and as of our live episode. All of these puzzle pieces came in that you were covering, and I'm going to I'm gonna show the map on our screen right now. I'm going to move Doug's face over so that you guys can still see it, but here's the current map. You can kind of zoom in on, on Twitch if you're there. If not, you guys can find it on Twitter. Doug has tweeted every single puzzle piece and the overall map. They provided a scale, Doug, and I know you were doing this a little <laughs> bit before on your stream. We're not really sure how big this map is. The general consensus is that, and this is all like alleged, a, a this isn't 100% confirmed, but the idea is like, oh, they're going to delete Rebirth Island and they're going mm -hmm. to put this fortune's keep map in its stead but as we got looking at the scale i'm not sure if that's the case or not yeah i think that it's still something that's up for debate um they haven't really given us much information at all about it and it's kind of really hard to determine off the scale because i even like went into a warzone game to check and the rebirth island scale right now is different than the scale for this map oh and really? um yeah this map is one inch to 500 feet and uh, the Caldera map is done that every uh, inch is an eighth of a mile, which is a totally different number. And then you have the current Rebirth map. I don't even remember what it said. It was like one inch equals five or a unit equals 50 feet. So they're all way different. Um, somebody's going to get it exactly right. I saw Jay God did one that I think he thinks is right, but I'm not exactly sure. I want sure. it to be right. I want it to be I right mean... because if it is, I know you have it up on screen, yeah. Goj. Uh, if that's accurate, that's such a like a mind fuck because you look at it and you're like, that doesn't look that big. But wait, if Rebirth's that small, like I just really want that to be true. Yeah, absolutely. And just to let um, the people who are in the Twitter space know, um, we are on Twitch right now on twitch.tv forward slash Grandmaster with better audio and video quality than you'll get off of mm -hmm, the tw mm -hmm. Twitter space. You guys should uh, stop by and make sure to drop this uh, podcast to follow. They do a lot of good work for the Warzone community. Wow, the best guest we've ever had. I can clearly the say it already. Guest. Plugging plugging the, the <laughs> Twitch before we even are halfway through the episode. You're the goat, my friend. I appreciate that. No, this this podcast has been a ton of fun. But, you know, mm -hmm. one of the things we really focus on, Katie, with the podcast is, of course, Warzone and the competitive scene. L let's uh -huh. talk, Doug, like in your opinion, with all of the releases that we've had thus far, like it, what do you think about like if it does? replace the rebirth map if it does replace quote-unquote alcatraz right like if this is the map to replace and even if it is like a similar scale in size what do you think this means for the rebirth community and maybe even the competitive community as a whole as we kind of like bide our time for warzone 2 this is a safe space to be myself right oh yeah you can Absolutely. say whatever you want this is oh, all the, you this is this is me um get the fuck over it you guys have had alcatraz <laughs> since since blackout um alcatraz was originally done with a zombies map way back in the day um i think it was called blood of the dead i don't I, or mob of the dead whichever um look it was an okay map it had a lot of flaws and this map is built off of everything they've learned about it over the past couple of years so please please just be open-minded give it a shot um to me so far it looks like the only area of concern people have is the size scaling and mm -hmm. um, regain opportunities, which is going to be amazing, and the overall player count. I think that if they did anything with the player count, that maybe up it by 20 to 80, because it looks like there's a lot of regain opportunity here. 
But at the same time, um, once you're in one of the POIs, you're going to be doing a lot of infighting with people close by, like town, gate, everything except for the winery, lighthouse, and smuggler's mm -hmm. cove. Uh, looks like it's going to be regained central because teams are going to be trading kills left and right and left and right. And I think that the overall change here is to incentivize a better pace of play and a bit less hand-holding because to ro it looks like almost any rotation through mid-map is going mm -hmm. to be like rotating in front of living quarters in the current rebirth meta, which is just scary. Like having yeah. to rotate through tents is just a scary thing. And that's a good thing. Um, it makes the high ground a bit more dangerous because you'll have to go down through there and it makes the low ground worth looking, looking at and thinking about. One thing that you guys can uh, point out if you want to cover the map with my face, I did find the balloon spots. Oh, There's yeah. There's balloon spots oh, that you okay. can see. Love that. Um, yeah, I believe I'll, I found four balloon spots. Um, there's one over here on the far left of the map where you see like a mouth with the uh, danger zone. Mm -hmm. So um, there's one right below the, the northernmost building right there with the little red on the edge. You can see a square with a red dot. Mm -hmm. um, there's one right beneath oh, yeah. camp. There's one right beneath camp that is pretty yep. easy to see. And there's one up by the bay. And uh, when we zo super zoomed into Grotto, you, we think I think that we could see one there. So a total of four balloon spots that we can see so far. And it okay. seems like there's three on the outer edges of the map. There's none at the keep because it looks like the keep is the highest vertical point of the map. So you can just parachute from there. Yep. Okay. And um, the the grotto has one because it's like the, it, it's clearly sunken in kind of like the hole at peak right now. So there has to be an escape option there. Uh, I think that that'll probably come out underneath in the smuggler's cove and that Makes people sense. haven't noticed that yet. Um, but that's going to be a good rotation opportunity. But every balloon that I've noticed that has been there so far is in a good spot on the outer edge of the map to where um, it's, it's a, it still allows you to go land there and then get right into the thick of it after you've gotten your loadout. Yeah, and if you're if you're watching on the Twitch, I mean, you guys can look at it yourself uh, if you pull up the map. Call of Duty tweeted it out, Modern Warzone uh, on Twitter has tweeted it out as well. And, and you can't really see it unless you get really close. You can see these little red dots that are over these squares, and that is denoting the balloons that Doug is talking yeah. about. A great shout-out. The easiest one to see is definitely right below camp. There's a whole little, mm -hmm. like, launch pad from it. So good to know. And I also think you're right, Doug. Like, as you look at this map, keep is going to be the high ground. It looks like it almost will slope sort of all gradually down towards of course sea mm -hmm. level which is smuggler's cove um down at the bottom mid i'll be curious to see how that uh looks now i i am getting word jay got did tweet out a potential brand new uh scale based on better yes. looks so let me yes. pull that up really quick and see okay okay the math seems to check out this might be closer uh he measured something wrong ah, this might be closer still okay. much yeah, bigger there we go. still there we much go. bigger yeah definitely uh, much bigger but that's more reasonable to my brain to look about at 20 percent, about 20 yeah. percent larger it looks which makes sense lines up that's yeah. what i was told it would be yeah th <laughs> this makes a lot more sense so, so let's talk about scale let's talk about size doug in your opinion uh you do you think they're gonna in if this were to replace rebirth and not just be a different mode in, in particular like do you think the player count's going to be different or do you think they just made it bigger so that the the games last a little, little bit longer there's more chance for regain um i honestly am not positive yet i think that they might up it by 20 and that would make sense if it's a 20 percent map size increase sure yeah um that that could certainly be an interesting kind of like you know case. 80 person rebirth yeah right yeah, in that yeah, middle yeah, ground yeah. would be interesting to see how that plays out as well pacing along the map uh, it, it, what goach was mentioning the the duration of the games themselves the capacity if it's you know 20 percent bigger but maybe there is a 
bigger player count, how that does affect the ability to regain. I'm really curious, and not just because I enjoy wine, but to see kind of the, um, to a little bit to the east of the winery where you actually would presumably have what looks like where the, um, the vines and, and the plants would be, how that's going to look terrain wise. And if there's any cover there, kind of what might start happening on some of those end circles toward the east side of the map could be really interesting depending on how that all paces out, as well as since it kind of looks, as you guys have been saying, all sloping downward from that primary keep point. Um, it'll be curious to see that side of the map how that plays out yeah no i, I couldn't agree more uh in, in terms of the general promo i mean doug you've seen a lot of different promotions uh from from call of duty with the way they announced new content i mean what do you think about the way they did this one with the puzzle pieces etc uh about uh you know releasing this of course like the it not being leaked was it was a huge boon to the overall like hype that we're building around this but yes talk, talk to me a little bit about the way they released it um, I thought it went okay. I do think the cake thing's kind of goofy, but then once I realized that they all had high high resolution photos to share right after, I was kind of like felt a little bit better about it because I was just imagining everybody like you know cropping out the picture from the cake and it's yeah, like super yeah. <laughs> and then combining all those together. But I think it turned out okay. Um, I think it did exactly what they wanted it to do. They had the one tweet where they said it had to reach 500 replies, which required community involvement in a positive way from mm -hmm. Twitter, which doesn't happen with their main accounts a lot. Um, and I think that I, I haven't checked yet to see if they got the hashtags trending. I do believe the hashtags were Warzone Resurgence and um, Fortune's Keep. But mm -hmm. I do know that I, I really think that that's smart of them. Uh, it made people like me not be able to just tweet out the map all at once and to have to actually like have a thread for it that I use the hashtag in every time just because that's smarter. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was a, a better marketed thing than they've had before. And clearly, since it didn't leak, you know, pretty well done. Yeah, yeah I mean, really, go to the, there's nothing like we were talking about it a little bit before we officially started, but stuff like this can be so sometimes impossible to keep under wraps and the fact that you can and then you can execute in in that way and uh, get people like modern Warzone to to engage with it on multiple levels on social media uh by giving out the puzzle pieces it's also i mean i, I just think stuff like that's sort of fun yeah at the end no, of the I day agree. it's fun to have things be teased out to get the final picture um so i i do like that this was uh presented in this way and wasn't maybe leaked out earlier yeah, I, I just pulled up another... Uh, we're going to have these all day, by the way. Like, this is all brand new info. Mm -hmm. Like, it just got finished. The map got finished about an hour ago or so. I mean, this is another uh, chance at the overall scale. This one looks a little bit more uh, similar to, to size of Rebirth Island. You can see it on your screen right now. The white, mm -hmm. of course, is Rebirth. And so, you know, this is maybe a little less than 20% larger. Um, I'm not going to do the math. You guys can do that later, but... You can mm -hmm. see still a player increase here, even if this is the actual scale to the map. I will say if this is accurate or the last one is accurate, which it seems like that is probably going to be the case, this continues to further the idea that is still allegedly true, but not necessarily true, that Rebirth will completely go away and this will be the mm -hmm. replacement for it. Uh, Doug, in your opinion, um, with you know how long we have to wait still until Modern Warfare 2, which is in late October, and then potentially with uh, Warzone 2, which we're going to talk about being at the very end of the year in December. Uh, do you think when we do get this map, which is, I believe, I, allegedly going to be the next season, season four, mm -hmm. do you think that season five leading into Modern Warfare 2, we will see this map continue into Warzone 2 as well? Or will this just be like a filler time until Warzone 2? 
Uh, this is a good question. You know how to ask the right questions. <laughs> um, I don't think it'll be there. I saw a couple people tweeting about it earlier, but based on what they said in LA to us and the way they've described Warzone 2, is this a completely separate thing? Like, mm -hmm. I don't think anything is coming. The only thing I think that you're going to get from this Warzone we currently have is um, you're going to get your COD points. I think that's it. I don't, I don't think that even if this map goes extremely well, I think that Warzone 2 has its own plans. I don't mind that, Coach. I mean, I what's what's your opinion on that? Do you do you feel like uh, you want to see things like this continue on, or do you enjoy the fact that it's going to be like this is here, this is the now, but just right. wait until everything else that's coming? Th there's no question in my mind that we need to move on from Rebirth Island. Like this map has been here for so long, like two years uh, almost. It's, two it's, games. It's, it's insane yeah. that it's been here this long. So it's a good thing that we're replacing it theoretically. Um, if it doesn't replace it, I'll be surprised. But all of that to say, you know, it's funny. They did say, like, nothing will carry over to Warzone 2. I'm just surprised that they spent the dev time to create a whole brand new map with theoretically a, some brand new content even coming with it, potentially down the line leading up to Modern Warfare 2. And then they just scrap it after, what, not even six months? I mean, a little less than six months of this map even being available to play? Like, that's more akin to like an elongated limited time game mode like that's what confuses me a little bit about the release time this would have made a little bit more sense if it was like a month and a half after caldera yeah i just um based on what i know i think that this has been in development for a while mm -hmm. and then after the vanguard sales numbers were bad and all that stuff caldera didn't launch well um now we have modern warfare coming out in october which it came out the original one came out in october as well is just uh, make people as happy as we can with what we got right now. And sure. I would just say, don't expect shit to happen to Warzone 1 after we move to Warzone 2. They may take care of it and make sure you can still mm -hmm. play it. Emphasis is completely moving to the new era, a COD 2.0. So I think that this was kind of like a last two raw. And uh, you guys mentioned that Season 5 will be going into Modern Warfare 2. Mm -hmm. it, it hasn't been officially confirmed, but it should be obvious based on the dates we're working with and when this next game comes out. And how early it was revealed that season five will be the last um and 90 that's just my educated guess about it so i think that this was like hey we we were working on great content here you go um hopefully this this increases community morale moving into warzone 2. well that's how that is how i am trying to look at it is uh, even if it was in development for a while maybe things weren't executed in fortunes keep the way it was planned out from inception the fact that we're getting content like this, like an entirely new map, even if we're closing on quickly, Warzone 2, new game, etc. Um, we've talked so much about this coasting period and why it can be dangerous, especially when it comes to things like Warzone and people maybe losing interest. When you bring in things like this, even if it's only for a little bit of time, at least to me, it signals the care level that's going into it it's not just we're gonna see what happens so people stick around till warzone 2 and then bang it's gonna be I i'm actually really pleasantly surprised by the amount of content and updates that we have received in kind of this uh, awkward time that's not you know cal really the beginning of caldera anymore and very much so getting toward the end of the lifespan i like it a lot yeah and it's it's honestly crazy because nobody would have guessed this you know like mm -hmm. I, it was hard to keep this one internal because I mean, this just came out of the blue, and um, I don't know, you know, like I said, if this would have been leaked, it would have been the end of the world, but since it came out in their time span and when they wanted it to, and we're only supposedly one week away, 
it's not that bad. People get a bit of time to consider the map. They get to market it well. Mm -hmm. People get to spend their last week on Rebirth if it's really gone. It's not just like a like a cash, I don't know. Like Caldera kind of felt like a cash grab for the pre-order of, uh, of Vanguard. You got to play it a day early and all that. This is like a fan service type thing, like I think you're saying. And mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, just to keep, and especially something that people undervalue is basically my entire job is to keep conversation going about right. Call of Duty. And this definitely keeps Call of Duty in the limelight while there isn't a lot of interesting things happening in gaming. Um, it was unexpected, it's good PR for them. And it'll probably be the last big hoorah. I mean, we also were told mm -hmm. that um, Caldera should have one of his biggest changes ever in season four, and we Ooh. still haven't heard a word about that. So that's that's what like three three weeks away or something like that. Um, uh, I think it's only two weeks away. What's, the, what's today's date? Thirteenth. Uh, Thirteenth. Uh, I think it's about ten days away. Ooh, gosh, Ooh la la. Time moves so fast around. I know this part. that's uh, that's. <laughs> genuinely very weird to think about but yeah i mean at the at the end of the day i know and it's very easy to have this reaction i fall into this trap i know a lot of people do too that when you see something like this change makes people anxious and immediately a lot of the takes can be negative because you're worried about what you like and will what you like not be included in this and whatever it may be so i i would at least encourage people when you're looking at this um be happy that we're receiving content like this and try and look for the things that you're excited about with it. Cause it can be really, it can be really tough to get away from the mindset of, but I want rebirth Island. I don't want anything to change. Screw this. Even though they're giving me new content when they don't have to. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like we've had like Texas before we've had rebirth forever and it hasn't hardly mm -hmm. changed except for balloons most recently, I guess in those, uh, those kind of like not even buy stations, whatever they're called, those little yeah. armory deposit things. But, uh, you know, I, I am curious to see if this will stay i i think doug is right i don't think it'll carry over to warzone 2 which means we have it for like six months mm -hmm. it's seven eight months at the most uh which is super curious but hey it's content content is great especially in downtime so um i'm, I'm glad we're talking about it i saw an interesting question uh, from a couple other people and i am getting confirmation doug you're right 23rd so 10 days is season Ooh. three Eight, or four, sorry. Is saying, i think it's the 22nd but that's okay. what ghost of hope is saying because usually vanguard season launches one day before or whatever yep. how they do it yep so that's why he's going off of that but i do think it's the 22nd we'll see though yeah and i don't think it's official mm -hmm. yet but theoretically if this map were to drop soon then we would assume it drops with season four which is then 10 days from mm -hmm. now so you could theoretically be dropping into fortune's keep in 10 days which is actually kind of insane maybe nine who knows if that's exciting right. yeah it's certainly exciting and, and i'm glad we have it i'll, I'll be uh I think from the competitive side, Katie, because this is something we focus mm -hmm. on, um, you're going to see a couple like <laughs> of these rebirth tournaments pop up, like last chance rebirth tournament, like last time oh, yeah. playing on rebirth. And oh, then absolutely. I, I do think because unless they come up with something drastic for Caldera, mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll hit that point and then we'll go to Warzone 2, I think you will see the kind of finale of Warzone 1, if we can call it that, competitive scene mm -hmm. on this map. Uh, Caldera has gotten increasingly stale for a lot of our pros slash competitors right. that we talk about all the time. You see wagers going on all the time. You see the tournament production company slash activation themselves back up from large-scale events, and their focus has been on Rebirth since CDLR and everything else they've been doing, mm -hmm. all of their major events. I mean, we did Battle of the Titans together, Katie. That was a 35K tournament on the limited-time game mode on Caldera. We played Rebirth the almost the entirety of that right. that tournament, of that event, right? And so this, I think, is going to be their focus from the, the back-end side, but this is also probably going to be the focus from the competitive side leading up uh, to Warzone 2 and Modern Warfare 2. So... 
Uh, Doug, talk to me a little bit, if you can, anything that you know about the uh, kind of quote-unquote big changes that could be coming to Caldera to try mm -hmm. to bring some uh, some more light to that map. I actually have no idea. This is not me capping. For the, I, have, <laughs> I have no clue. I knew about this uh, Fortune's Keep thing being a huge part, but I don't know. I really don't. Maybe they got comms crossed up and we're not getting that much more for Caldera. But I do believe we will. I have no idea what it'll be. I know that my head cannon was always the volcano will go off. And whenever the, the first day that I opened up um, Warzone, I was like, or new Caldera map, one of the first calling cards I unlocked was literally the volcano exploding in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, it's for sure happening. So I think it'll be kind of something like that. But what, what we haven't spoke about yet is this uh, transition for rebirth. Uh, and we're all going to, it's going to be a weird phase where we're all going to still say rebirth when really we mean resurgence. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to be transitioning to this new map, supposedly. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how that's done. Because if you actually go and look at the playlist updates the Raven Software shared back whenever Season 3 Reloaded came out, the last playlist update is slated for the 22nd. And uh, the rebirth island is at the very bottom of it, and it's redacted. Like mm -hmm. They have white across it. So maybe we get like another nuke event or something like that. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, I don't know what they're going to do with it. If it's leaving, it has to have fanfare, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's been such a staple in the community for so long, and especially more mm -hmm. recently with, I mean, like, even if we start looking at YouTube views and stuff, like, it's all rebirth, 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 rebirth. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that that is curious. I mean, Katie, what do you think about a, a live event for the, the if we lose rebirth? I mean, I think mm -hmm. Doug is right. If we lose it, it's going to have to be some big event with how important it is to the scene. I am a huge proponent of live events. Uh, I've experienced a number of them over the years in a variety of different games, from MMOs, obviously, to games like uh, Call of Duty. And I think kind of that that fan service send-offs like that, um, A, it generates a lot of interest on social media, but it gets everyone, and sometimes even people who maybe haven't been on the game in a while, to potentially come back yeah. and want to engage with this and want to be in the game and kind of experience what's happening with these live events. So if they do something like that, uh, I think it'd be great. But Goj, to kind of touch back on what you said about the competitive aspect of things, I, I wonder if we'll get in a, a smattering of kind of additional Fortunes Keep specific tournaments that Activision is going to want to have. Oh, sure. uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if potentially they go to TOs and they say specifically, you know, we want... What, whatever it's a custom whatever it may be on fortunes keep push out a, a couple of these tournaments hopefully uh we're able to cast them but i would love to see that and uh, specifically why i hope for that is because i really enjoy watching these competitive players be in a competitive high stakes environment while learning a brand new map because yeah. you get some of the gameplay from them that you're never going to see when it's regular rebirth or caldera or even verdance when they've been playing it for you know days and months and, and hours and hours and hours uh that kind of unknown element is really exciting to me from a competitive standpoint absolutely i think you hit the nail exactly on the head something that we haven't got to see in a long time uh, is people learning I think it's mm -hmm. really cool to see top-level players have to learn on their feet. And I think it is a, it's a way for players more akin to me who are either a little bit above average or below average um, to be able to relate to those players, you know, kind of right. take some of their... It's like, a, it's hard to be a teacher, but sometimes if you just watch the way somebody works, who knows what they're doing, you can understand mm -hmm. how they're learning. And I think that that's going to be a cool opportunity. The other thing I didn't mention about it is I think it's their last chance to get really good data about small maps. 
and -hmm. everybody's been complaining about Verdansk, and I think it's so over-talked about, but I'm going to talk about it for one sec. Everybody complains and says they want it back. They miss some of the interiors, the, the, the buildings and all that. My chat and I were going through, and there's over 120 plus buildings on this new Rebirth map, or Resurgence map. And uh, that's quite a bit more than Rebirth if we went through and counted them. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that the last count we did was like 128. And I think that if you look more at like the POIs like Town and Keep, that you'll notice a lot more Verdansky vibes. There's different yep. height roofs. You can tell there's some two stories, some three stories, all different types of verticality elements. And I think this is their last chance to get, you know, very focused data moving into Warzone 2 and see how much that potentially they need to focus on resurgence style maps over their big map. No, that's a huge point, Doug. And I'm so glad you brought that up before we move on, because like if you take a look at at the even overlaid maps and compare them, I know it's small on your screen right now, but you guys can go look at yourself. Like if you just compare Rebirth to what we're going to get with Fortune's Keep, whether it replaces it or not, you, you see a totally different vibe. It is POI to POI on Fortune's Keep, whereas in Rebirth, it's almost like the entirety of the map is one big POI. Like, you could take Rebirth Island, shrink it down, and put it on the coast and make it all a lot smaller, and it would almost, like, fit in this map as its own POI with the way it's currently laid out. Like, look at Town. Doug said it perfectly. We haven't seen a POI like Town since Verdansk. Look how many streets there are, how many buildings there are. They have, like, a town square with buildings in interior of that mm-hmm. this is like a mini version of downtown on the left side the question is how vertical will this map be doug like when you start thinking of of rebirth i mean we have what max i think with the basement of uh i, I think four stories maybe but three yeah. three really mm-hmm. in, in with counting the roof i guess there's four stories um in the very middle of rebirth but on here on fortunes keep you could see keep itself be a five six seven story building depending especially with balloons being involved on the map I think it's pretty obvious just looking at it that they clearly took what they learned off of Rebirth and off of Caldera when they took what they learned from Verdansk and applied it to this. Uh, Something that's vastly different right now than uh, current Caldera is Caldera's big hot drop spot is the peak. Mm -hmm. And it's dead center of the map. This map is center is pretty much dead area except for the the hole in the ground at the grotto with a balloon right there, which will allow you to re-rotate back into whatever fight you want to choose. It also follows the same mantra of Rebirth Island that people learn to like, is that um, the north side was typically the higher verticality spaces with a couple of vertical elements in the mid-map, like a clock tower and things like that. And then you have to the left and to the right side other of their own high-tier places that kind of fall off. If you look at the winery, you can see that it's terraced down. If you look towards the graveyard and the town, you can see they're lower than the the cathedral or whatever you want to call the keep. Mm -hmm. And then the lowest verticality point on the map of Rebirth is um, security. And it looks like the same thing with Smuggler's Cove. So it looks like they took those parts to make it still feel familiar. They kept in certain parts of areas that people would have liked, like Verdansk. But they have balloons now in those areas to make uh, rotating and a lot more verticality fights a lot more funner and easier to navigate. But then they also have the meta meta area like keep. Like if the circle goes up top, you're going to want to be top of keep. So I think it's um it's not going to have that long of a life shelf. Just well, I guess it will because Warzone One will still be around. But until the focus changes to COD 2.0, um, I think that this map will perfectly give them all the data points they need to figure out what players actually do and don't like, and how much of it is just Twitter bitching. <laughs> <laughs> well, something I like too we haven't necessarily talked about right now is 
Uh, the POI that sticks out to me the most is Lighthouse. I'm very mm -hmm. curious to know the height of the Lighthouse itself in relation to the map. And is that going to be a potential sniping spot opportunity? Exactly how far across this map can you see from the Lighthouse? Uh, you, you know that it looks like there is one of those redeployed balloons just to the right of it. So I'm curious to know how Lighthouse is going to potentially impact um, winery, maybe. I, I don't know what sightlands are going to look like all the way down to town or even up toward Keep. That'll be really curious to see. Um, but no, I, I, I have to uh, agree with Doug. When you look at something like this, uh, what takes note to me as well is visual clarity mm -hmm. is something that's been stressful for a lot of people, especially on Caldera, because oftentimes it can just be hard to see people. Uh, based on the color scheme right now, when you're looking at this, Doug, what do you, what do you think uh, in terms of visual clarity with the color schemes that we get, at least from this top-down view? I think that's another point that like they had to have learned from previous rebirth and their failures with Caldera is that people absolutely and I've noticed this just playing different games recently is that visibility and not having to fight your eyes is a huge part of enjoying a battle royale. It's a big part of why people like Blackout. Uh, it wasn't that hard to see people clearly defined outlines with cartoonish looking characters compared to more realistic things that we have here. And I think I, I think the visibility will be better because there's more openness in the middle of the map. There's clearly three different verticality elements. Like you mentioned, Katie, the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. I think the lighthouse will match the exact height of the gate, the gatehouse up, up top to lead into Ooh, keep. Okay. And then keep will be a bit higher. And the overlook down at the bottom left will be a bit higher than the town so that you can overlook the town and the grotto from there. And I think it's the same thought process with the lighthouse. The lighthouse and overlook can look over Smuggler's Cove and they can look towards Grotto a bit, and they can cover camp and winery, but the 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 meta vertical height is going to be the top of Keep, in my opinion. Lighthouse right. will probably be able to see right up into the steps leading towards Keep as just ways to have sight lines and be able to establish with you and your squad, hey, we need to go over there, a lot of action over there. Hey, there's a bunch of loadouts over here. I don't mm -hmm. think that having bad visibility adds anything to a good BR, in, in my opinion. I think sure. it, it, people complain about open spaces, but it's better to be able to see and not have a million trees and other little small debris in your way and be able to plan out your rotations and what you want to do. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I think the other thing to remember, too, is that with the recent sniper nerf, uh, even with some of these sight lines, like you're not going to get one shot headshot if you're somebody's on right. top of Lighthouse and you're over in Graveyard or something like that, or even on the and outskirts the of Grotto. Increase. Yeah, true. Very mm -hmm. true. Something else to mention. Somebody brought this up in chat. Are there any towers? I mean, it's very obvious that there was a tower onto the... Uh, uh, northwest corner of the map above town, yep. which doesn't look like it's going to be a big problem unless it's weirdly just taller than everything else. You're going to see the towers on the edge of keep. I'm going to bring those up in just a second. And then you have another small looking tower type structure, the very bottom left-hand corner of the map, uh, I guess southwest corner of the map uh, over on the edge of Outlook uh, or Overlook in town. But uh, something else, two things I wanted to mention looking at this map that I haven't heard anybody mention yet. One, keep denotes like castle like keep is a stronghold it's a structure right. that i mean it's fortune's keep this is based around this keep if you look closely at the keep and the way it's built i think there is a large wall that's all the way it around like keep. It, yeah. i mean just like you would if you think of a keep if you think of a stronghold if you think of anything like that it's going to have a wall a gatehouse doesn't just mean there's a house on the gate it means the gate is actually guarding something which means mm -hmm. you could have some more limited access points into this uh structure now with balloons mm -hmm. and things like that certainly can fly over the wall um you can see an entrance on 
the right and left hand side of keep or the east and west side of the keep looks like there's a couple different entrances but it is worth noting there's probably going to be at least a what we'll call a two-story wall all the way around with these towers mm -hmm. that probably extend up another story as well yeah kind of like the gulag has or the old prison and uh yep. verdansk used to have those towers up by the side of it it's just going to be another castle i think and i also think that it'll play into the map's name called fortune's keep that's where the best loot in the map will probably be since they added high value loot areas in the war zone and i also do think um this is just me rambling but i do think we'll have an easter egg or something of that sort kind of similar to what we have right now where you can get specialist or something that's a bit difficult but that ends up in the keep and the yeah. keep will probably also have since it's going to be it, it looks to me at least topography wise like it'll be the highest point on the map um i believe it'll have like basements dungeons type things so we can see from this top down view where uh, some interesting fights can happen and maybe you know even though we can't see those rotations that are out here it'll be kind of like current peak you know there's rotations in and out up top but then there's also two exits on the bottom yeah and i think to uh, you know don't get too worried if you think this starts resembling prison at the top because there's there's more buildings inside of keep than prison mm -hmm. but it could have those vaults that that i was talking about the other thing i wanted to mention that nobody's brought up yet I truly and fully believe that Grotto has an access point to Smuggler's Cove. With the way it's currently shown, there's a little dip in in Smuggler's Cove. I, mm -hmm. I think you can walk through Grotto from the bottom if you don't want to take the balloon and come out in Smuggler's Cove and then rotate over to Overlook or Lighthouse, depending on the circle. Um, and it could be a, a decent drop spot. And I think, like Doug said, it could be a fairly hot drop spot, similar to the way Peak currently operates, if you're not going to keep or otherwise. Yeah, I said that whenever we first started. Uh, you probably overheard me, but oh, didn't hear me. Dang it. No, W, though, you're smart for thinking it. You can clearly see an inlet that leads towards the grotto. Right. And uh, Kid Psycho in your chat just said, grotto connecting to keep by a tunnel. I could mm -hmm. totally see it. I could totally see a bend right there that comes up right at the gatehouse. Maybe not all the way into the keep, but like every castle has a secret exit. We've all seen Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's a great point. And that was something I was thinking about as well as all the different access points because obviously uh, as goes was saying if if keep and gatehouse are true to their name and this is going to be somewhere that is kind of impenetrable from a frontal assault are you going to have those access points from grotto even behind it are there going to be access points if you're trying to rotate around from the bay area are there going to be options for you to try and get to keep from there um i hope so i i kind of love that it adds uh not only we talk about the the verticality of the map itself but verticality going down right to have that mm -hmm. underlying area toward parts of the map to kind of open it up for rotations would be really exciting so i i wouldn't be surprised at all if that's the case yeah, it'll be really interesting to see once we get more of those sized for scale maps and stuff. Yeah. Would people start to, you know, get out there, um, their, I don't even know what the hell you call it. The thing that helps you measure things on a map, not a ruler, but they, they start checking the exact sight lines distance wise between the top of keep and winery or lighthouse to winery mm -hmm. or overlook to town. I think those distances will probably be about 250 meters or so just outside of where you can accurately engage the team and not just waste your ammo. So I think it'll be more incentivizing towards that. That's the whole purpose of resurgence, in my opinion, is to work on your mid to close range skills mm -hmm. or to just play a respawn mechanic type mode. And uh, I mean, sure, if you want to go camp in the top of a tower with a sniper rifle, you're more than welcome to do so, mm. but also to provide plenty enough counters to that. And I think that's why uh, I was really impressed with where I saw the four balloon spots. The one at camp allows you to rotate 
uh, potentially all the way up to the gatehouse, but not to the top of keep. The one at bay will definitely allow you to get wherever you need to at keep. The one that's over at the left side of town will definitely allow you to at least make an entrance to the keep. And the one at Grotto will probably allow you to go wherever you are on the map because you're taking a big risk by being in the middle of the map with right. everything around you being higher than you. I think that it's got a lot of interesting inter interminglings going on with it. But ultimately, we only get this for, like, what, two seasons? So Yeah, I know. A that... lot to do about a little nothing. I you know? know. That's the thing. It's like we're going to have this only for a little while. Now, okay, last conjecture about this, and then we can move on if we'd like to, unless somebody else has something else, is, okay, if this is the new kind of, like, uh, resurgence map, it is going to be difficult for me not to call it the new rebirth map. This is resurgence map, uh, Fortune's Keep. But if this is true, when Warzone 2 comes out, are we only going to get the big map? And then if you want to play Resurgence, to start at least, you come back to Warzone 1. Do you think they force that on people, Doug? I could see it. That, that, way, th that way this map actually gets utilized for, for closer to maybe like a year. Or, or a little less yeah, than that, maybe like people, 10 months. People won't be able to level up their Modern Warfare 2 guns right. on Rebirth, so... Are there going to be load time issues on anything like that as well, if you're swapping potentially from game to game or anything like that? It depends on how much they support Warzone 1 still post-release, yeah. post but... I don't they should still have a... a well, basically... Uh, I think I'm allowed to talk about this. Basically, <laughs> oh, development... No, development. No, I'm, I'm almost 100%. Most of the development that, I, from my understanding, for Warzone 2 is being led by Infinity War, right. similar to the OG Verdansk. But Raven Software is working hand-in-hand -hand with them. I think that they have a much better plan going forward, and this is probably the shill and optimist to me. Um, as to how to handle the craziness that it is launching Warzone again. So I think that they'll have a good plan in place. I think that Warzone uh, 1 will be supported well enough to where you're not going to see the internet on fire like when Caldera launched in Modern Warfare 2019. Uh, basically was broken for everyone for like four or five mm -hmm. months. Yeah. I don't think we'll see that same thing happen again. And there's also rumors of a new launcher. And there basically has to be some type of a new launcher if it's going to launch on Steam. Yeah, or at least another way to launch, but I, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting question, Katie, because it's like, okay, mm -hmm. if this is the, the new Resurgence map and then Warzone 2 drops in December, which is all but confirmed. I'm pretty sure they did say that, actually, that it was going to be this year, which we would assume would be year. December. So if it's dropping in December, does that mean we're going to get a new Resurgence map in uh, in Warzone 2? And then, you know, that's that's double the amount of maps even right. uh, that the big maps that we've had i guess I, I don't know it's just something to think about and i think uh, it's sooner than december oh you think okay hold on let's go there doug let's go there we're gonna <laughs> let's go go ahead and move over to warzone 2 uh and mm -hmm. uh katie let's talk a little bit about what doug's been able to tweet out about mm -hmm. what he does know about warzone 2 one of the things we have to start with first doug and then you give me your release time thoughts um without obviously breaking any ndas that you may or may not have uh, the big one, and I think I deleted the tweet, but I will pull it back up, or not deleted it, but uh, took it off, was potentially that Warzone 2 map was, like, leaked kind of in the trailer, right? Mm hmm Yes. Absolutely. It was. It's there. I'm pulling up your tweet right now. Uh, yeah, I've got it pulled up in front of me. Talk to me a little bit about that, uh, that picture, what you can tell, what you do know about the map uh, based on those uh, screenshots. Well, the map is basically, you could tell that it was a part of the Warzone map because what Infinity Ward told us in LA is, is. that their, um, their big map ideas are off of what they learned from creating original Verdansk and having all the ground war maps intermingle together, but mm -hmm. they weren't well-tested enough to make 
So the way they described it is they wanted all of their um, larger maps, they call them battle maps now, instead of, you know, just saying ground war map, which is basically what they were going to be, um, is that they were all designed to be their own play space that plays perfectly well and is tested very deeply within itself, but also to play into larger concept sandbox type maps. So all of these, like things that, for instance, that we used as a reference when I was talking to people at our dinner about it was... Um, mm -hmm. Like Quarry, many of us did not realize, but the ground war map for Quarry in Modern Warfare 2019 is, has a lot of differences to what we have in Warzone or what we originally had in Warzone. They changed it and many people didn't notice they would board up certain windows, cover certain sight lines and change certain things as they learned. What we were told is that they already play tested for that with this Ooh. one. So they learned more about that. And it was heavily implied, but not directly stated, that that would go into Warzone 2, which is why you see everybody saying that we learned about Warzone 2. Um, but if you look at that picture like you're seeing, if you just look at that and compare it to what we saw with the Spec Ops map with Verdansk, you can see all the roads, you can see everything. And Tom Henderson had that leaked map that a guy named Imaldin did a higher quality version of. And um, another thing, I don't know if you would have this ready to pull up, but you don't need to. Um, when I mentioned the battle maps, one, they specifically told us about two battle maps. One was called Taid, and the other one was uh, called like a fishing village. They didn't give us a mm -hmm. name for it. Um, but those two locations are smack dab on the leaked map, and they look, I mean, they look like what these maps were described to us as being. So we have right. a good idea. It's, it's got similar vibes to Verdansk, in my opinion. But, I mean, high-rise probably going to be a bigger scale map than it used to be because everything that's included... And you also have to think, like, they only mentioned the battle maps and that their 6v6 maps would be the globe-trotting maps that are all over the world, but their battle maps would be in one location type thing. Um, you just have to think that they might include small, like, nods in those places, like high-rise, like we see right here. Mm -hmm. Or, um, like, um, we had shipment on the soccer fields of uh, Verdansk for a while there. Yep. Or we have vacant within, like, right near um, the pier type thing. But we might get a lot of cameos like that and stuff like that, but I do think that they're, uh, I think they learned a lot. I think they learned a lot, and I think that what we have seen in the map so far is pretty indicative of what the final product will be. I mean, that's all the news that you want to hear, right? I, I know oftentimes a, a critique with the lifespan of Warzone from beginning to where we are now has been, if you compare it to other BRs, it just feels like sometimes they do a lot more stuff. And mm -hmm. especially in the downtime, kind of as, as we're pushing toward this next map, whether it's with Fortune's Keep or the Godzilla King Kong event or anything else, or even kind of some of the teasers, leaks like this that you're getting, uh, it, it feels like they've kind of ramped up in that regard, even toward the end of a life cycle here. It signals good news to me that if they're going to be doing this in this time frame, and we're already getting little bits and teasers of what's going to happen in the next map, that if they keep up this pace and we continue to get that fresh content, I wouldn't be surprised if it lures a lot of those players, big and small, who might have drifted away to other BRs to come back to Warzone and check it out. Yeah, and I don't think there's enough people that are mentioning either. I think a lot of people are forgetting that we're supposed to have this game for two years. Yep. Mm -hmm. So everybody's upset about the $70 price point where they increased by $10, but I have no issues. We used to have to buy a season pass. We don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to buy microtransactions if you don't want to. I think that for two years of support, the amount of maps we're getting, the amount, you already know how much content we're going to get within two years right. of this big of a game. Um, I think that the $70 price is justified. 
yeah not really the nature of this podcast but i will say two years of the same competitive cod for like cdl will be i'll be really interested to see how that that flow works for them and what that will look like of, of two years same same game mm-hmm. back to back and what teams will come out as dominant and and can people shake up their reign depending on content that's released guns etc but uh so in, funny in that like too. we played it and they played it but we can't say a word about it yeah, yeah. Weird. <laughs> i was gonna say there's only so much that uh that you can tell me based on uh gameplay but let's continue talking about warzone katie i've i've pulled up mm-hmm. now on our screen this list of uh doug you had a list of things that you tweeted out and it's also on your website modernwarzone.com you put mm-hmm. up some great articles uh you talked about the new vehicle mechanics doug so uh take us through some of those uh, new vehicle mechanics and what you think or where you saw these this is actually one of my favorite parts of the uh extended presentation that we got at infinity award studios in la so just a little bit of a descriptor it's like a little small theater room that you would expect to see in like some millionaire's house we got like 16 or 20 so like theater chairs and the music was absolutely booming like i thought my eardrums <laughs> are gonna blow out but they showed us all of these details we learned Um, Right before they showed us a campaign mission called Convoy, where you're on a Mexican highway and you're taking over cars and jumping back and forth from left to right in between the cars. You're leaning out of windows. You're blowing other cars up. uh, You're taking out tires and all that. And it looked phenomenal, Um, especially since a lot of people don't believe me and think I'm a shill for saying so. But it was clearly presented to us and everything we did, including the multiplayer that we got to play, that everything is pre-alpha and how good everything looked at first mm-hmm. glance on pre-alpha was very reassuring for me and i know a lot of people on internet freaked out when we said it was pre-alpha but let's just be honest none of us are game developers and none of us have no idea what the fuck it means between <laughs> pre-alpha and alpha and beta none of us knows what ch- checks you have to hit to do that it could be as simple as they haven't fully finished the water animations they're working on for something and everything else could be fully done so um I, I am excited for it, and everything that we saw was really cool, like the hopping between cars and stuff. So they didn't really highlight this, but they wanted emergent gameplay was their big thing they talked about. And that was just um, different ways of playing that they didn't think people would do, but that the people learned how to play. And an example they gave was like how people would stack claymores on top of a recon drone <laughs> or C4 and then send it out. Like They never would have thought that, but they gave the player the ability and the player could do it. So now um, I've been in many a situation on stream before where back in, it doesn't happen as much in Caldera, but back in Verdansk, you would have James Bond, Jason Bourne movie-esque scenes where you're on a helicopter chasing a full squad that's got a Bertha and it's just everybody shooting each other's vehicles and stuff. But there was really no interaction besides that or hopping out. Now you can break doors. And one thing they mentioned there Mm -hmm. that I didn't include in those bullet points is when the door gets knocked off, you can no longer lean out of that door because you have nothing to hold on to. You can't shoot out of that door. When your tire pops, if your left tires pop, you go all the way to the left, like you can't drive. Um, Some of the things I mentioned at the bottom that were hard to put into words, but that was cool and they described it as, if you've ever watched Jackass or anything, you've seen them drive like a dirt bike into a lake to see yeah. if they can drive on water. Well, they included physics like that in this game. You can try to drive your cargo truck in the ocean. As long as your wheels are spinning, you'll keep like floating forward. I think that they're putting a lot of thought into everything with vehicles. And like uh, something I didn't mention in the bullet point either is, is that they even mentioned like um, that you could jump onto somebody's helicopter and like yoink yourself up and like kill them like like a type of play you would only see while skydiving right now but the real standout to me by far 
was during the thing they mentioned at the end that there was going to be healing vehicles at gas stations. They didn't mention mm -hmm. anything about whether or not vehicles will have gas pump or gas tank, you know, fuel meters that we all talked about back with Verdansk when Bertha Meadow was killing everyone. Um, in that mission, I can confirm that one of the vehicles I saw was a Bertha. I didn't mention that in my article, so a little bit of more details there. Bertha should be back, but work in a different way. And you guys got to see a Bertha too in the original reveal trailer where he's upside mm -hmm. down hanging from the helicopter. Yep. He shoots a Bertha tire out. So that, that little snippet right there was one part of this campaign mission I'm referencing, mm -hmm. the very beginning of it. And then you'd get chopped off and land on a roof, jump from that roof, and you're going like 60 miles an hour. You're doing movie scene shit, jumping from roof to roof. You can, when you land on the roof, you can get on the front of their car and shoot them out of it. You can throw a drill charge on top of the car to blow them up out of it, but the car won't blow up so you can steal it. Uh, it just is really hard to describe at a detailed thing everything that's listed in those bullet points in action until you guys get to see it for yourself which I, I don't know if you guys ever will i was told apparently by people who are norm used to go into these things that the campaign mission that you guys got to see on the boat was about all y'all are going to get for a long time really? and it's weird to me because i i saw about four to five missions like 30 plus minutes worth of footage and i was I mean, like okay can't wait for everybody to see this <laughs> and apparently it might not happen so well, what, what I'm interested about, too, when we talk about all of this is um, the the TTK equivalent for damaging these vehicles. And what I mean by that is, like, are, are we going to get, are there going to be indicators for the integrity of your door when yeah. someone's shooting it? Are you going to know, hey, I can only take a couple more bolts in this door or my tires? Or is it just going to be a, you have to have a feel for how quickly someone can blow out a tire or take out a door? Hopefully um, somebody will correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I do remember seeing like how you will see in Forza Motorsport or other driving games, you'll see your your vehicle, like an outline of it, mm -hmm. and then certain parts will turn red or yellow yeah, yeah, yeah. based on how much damage they've taken or can continue to take. And like maybe that'll show you that you've got pop tires mm -hmm. and you have to find a gas station and it'll be marked on your map or whatever. Um, but I do think that that is a part of it. Another thing that they talked about that I didn't really go into detail on is that they wanted to mention that Every vehicle has its own husk now. So whenever you uh, blow up a vehicle and like that helicopter comes flying down on you, it doesn't just disappear into the, the metaverse afterwards and you don't know what happened to it. Mm -hmm. Like you can create real obstacles by blowing vehicles up. So you could blow up a bunch of Berthas on a road and people can't drive Ooh. through the road. Yeah. Like yeah, it has like a hit, its own hitbox and, they'll, and they'll could stay provide there. cover. Apparently there'll be permanent parts of the map after that for the rest of that game. Uh, that, I like that a lot. I do too. I can just envision now some campers setting up a barricade of exploded vehicles. I am, uh, I'll be curious to see what happens. Take that the time to do it. I think if you take the time to sacrifice to do some shit like that, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, and look, with, with all the things that you listed on here, it, the way they're emphasizing vehicles too, this kind of denotes to me is that uh, th there's a good chance, and we don't know this yet, but that this brand new map, which we know for sure will have water element to it. We have amphibious vehicles, etc. Mm -hmm. This is something that has been confirmed already. But the question in my mind is, with the emphasis on vehicles, aka emphasizing large-scale movement across the map and, and quickly, uh, there'll probably be an increased presence of vehicles on the map, which 
could denote that this map's going to be even larger than Caldera or Verdansk because you're going to have more options to rotate around the map quickly. And these aren't like nuanced or new features that we're seeing of like shooting out tires. Like they have this in other titles. Fortnite currently has it. Um, but one of the things you notice in Fortnite is there the different areas, the different ways they have uh, mobility, whether it's the vehicles, the cars that fly around the map at insane speeds, cannons, etc. Like there are a ton of ways to rotate quickly. I have a feeling this new brand new map could be even bigger, not only overall map size, but also potentially player count. Yeah, I, I can I can feel you on that, especially just off the the information that we have publicly available right now. And especially with uh, this was the part that blew my mind at the presentation. And I got to personally ask um, the entire Infinity Ward staff about it. I was like, so we were down to the last two questions of the session, and they had mentioned that thing that they're talking about in chat. They said 300 yeah. AI and 100 people. And I was just shitting in my brain thinking <laughs> about that. Like, I didn't know, because it was in the context of talking about Warzone. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. We didn't get much. Uh, basically, their answer I basically can't talk about to a, a major degree. But it's heavily implied that that is for Warzone. So that implies to me it's got to be a pretty big play space. It's got to have places for those AI to feel natural, which is kind of what they answered. The, the AI is not supposed to feel like it doesn't belong where you find it. Like you're supposed to, it's not just supposed to be like, hey, some guy jumps out of a bush, it's an AI that aimbots you. It's supposed to feel native to the map. It's supposed to feel like it was there and designed that way with a purpose. Um, I do think it'll be a bit bigger though, Coach. And uh, something that we most people haven't noticed is... Uh, when they talked about the water, there's going to be water on this map. I believe there will be rivers and other things. But they also made sure to tell us that, like, there will be currents. So you may go faster one way up or down a certain section mm -hmm. of water than you will another. Or, like, uh, they, they made sure to mention that if you throw a portable, uh, or not a portable, but a proximity mine into the water, it'll deploy floaties. And if you throw it into a river or just, something just that has a current that it'll just you just send that bitch all the way across the map and find out what happens with it so i think that they're really thinking uh, about ways for anybody to have a good time mm -hmm. and i'm excited for it are you are there any concerns you might have when it comes to lobby fill times with larger maps are they going to increase the amount of people in the lobby are there potential hiccups or problems with that down the road once it's not so new not sure because that was the part that stood out to me that i haven't really written about or had confirmed because when i asked them about 300 ai the real part that stuck out to me is that they mentioned 100 players um and that was their exact wording they said we have the capability now to have up to 300 ai combatants and um uh, up to 100 live players within one game at one time so i thought to myself mm. that sounds like a reduced player count interesting right. Didn't get any confirmations about it. Didn't get anything I could say publicly. Yes, no, maybe so. But that is what they said. 300, um, 300 AI in some way, shape, okay. or form. Sorry, I keep checking my phone. I'm just oh, making sure I'm check not. It. No, you're good. I'm not getting uh, blitzed for saying something I shouldn't. But... No, absolutely. <laughs> you got to take care of yourself. So if there's anything you say, it can always be redacted in the audio and video versions, by the way. So uh, not the live version. This will live forever. But uh, <laughs> th it's a really good point. Uh, 300 AI mm -hmm. in into the 100-player the count. Um, you know, the first conjecture in my mind is, oh, we can increase the player count, blah, blah, blah. Let's think about it logically, though. Let's, let's think about where the game's currently at and where it's been heading in the trajectory 
trajectory of Warzone, which has been not more players in games, but this kind of catering towards more chances at playing. You have uh, the Gulag mm -hmm. tokens currently that you can find and get another Gulag. You have redeploy tokens that skip the Gulag altogether and you're flying right back in. And this is honestly, let's be really, let's be real about this. One of the reasons that they added us or maybe just an added bonus for that was that, uh, you know, we're having less players play the game right now. So the more chances that you can come back, the less you have to continue to load back into lobbies and we're having issues loading into lobbies right now. But... With that being said, everybody loves Resurgence to some degree, and if you can take pieces of that Resurgence, at least hints of it, onto the big map, it has been received fairly well, even with reduced player counts. And with reduced player counts, it like, comes with that server stability um, kind of like added bonus that they always talk about with the current game. I could see even if the map getting bigger, or even if the map gets bigger, you could still see only 100 players, but then there's still a lot of stuff to shoot because you said there could be up to 300 AI. Right. And again, this isn't a new concept. It sounds new when you talk about Call of Duty and Warzone. We've had limited AI in Caldera, right. if you guys remember. Uh, it, 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 uh, I guess, what is that called? I don't even remember the POI, what it's called. They like changed the name to like the gas area. Factory, factory. thank you. Factory, yes. and then they had some come out of the uh, the bunkers. Yes, yes, right. thank you. Um, I cast this game professionally. I don't know the POIs. Uh, yeah. Yes, out of factory, there was some limited AI around there, but also think about, again, mm -hmm. back to Fortnite, you've got a ton of IO guards all over the map, something to shoot that, ways to get loot, something different. Think about mm -hmm. Apex, they've had AI across the map with their little, like, whatever they're called, monsters that roam around in the different POIs. Even this other game uh, that barely anybody is, is talking about, uh, not as much anymore, at least, is Blood Hunt. This other B BR, this vampire mm -hmm. uh, BR, which is a lot of fun, uh, they have a, a, a kind of these IO guard uh, equivalents around the map AI. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting that Warzone has been one of the main BRs that hasn't really implemented a larger scale AI. It seems like that's coming in Warzone too, based on the things you're saying, Doug. Yeah, and it just kind of has always felt like it. Like when they first did the zombies in Verdansk, it immediately felt to me like AI test. Let's yeah. find out how many we can put on the map and what they do. And then when they did these recent iterations with Factory and the bunkers, like the AI just don't really feel like they uh is infinity ward spent a lot of time talking about how much they've improved the system to make them feel like they actually are things uh like they have a life that they want to protect and live like they don't want to just run into your bullets like they're they're full sending and uh i think that that's been the issue is that all the ai in warzone so far has just felt like it full sends you it doesn't do anything right. good and uh, based on what they said they've learned a lot from that and it's going to be much more dynamic and things are going to going to function a lot differently and i think this will play into the DMZ mode they haven't talked about as well, which will also be a big focus uh, just from experience playing Escape from Tarkov, Fortnite, Apex Legends, everything. Um, like you said, Goj, it's not something new. It is new to Warzone. It's not mm -hmm. exactly new, but the big problem that people have with Warzone is like it feels like you just rush to buy your loadout and then the rest of the game is kill, 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 kill. And a big thing that I think they're trying to work on is making emphasis towards mid-game and looting. And uh, you mentioned all the different regain opportunities. And when I was able to talk to uh, creative director at Raven Software, Ted Timmons, um, during the season three reloaded uh, call before you guys all found out about the reduced player count and all that, um, I remember thinking everybody would lose their minds. But these guys are actually a lot better at what they do than the community gives them credit for. They somehow reduced the overall max player count, added multiple do multiple new regain mechanics, and people are still breaking their PRs which is pretty incredible because they made sweeping changes all at once. So I do think that they're really in a, a big point of emphasis for him is that that is what makes Warzone what Warzone is. Gulag, multiple chances to buy back, 
regain opportunities galore. You're never out of the fight. There's always a chance to regain and come back better than before. And uh, absolutely love that about it, is that they're leaning into that. And you can tell by how much they're leaning into Rebirth. New okay. Rebirth, we just got Rebirth reinforced, now we have this. Um, I'm excited for it. I do think that there is room to discuss upping or lowering the AI versus live player count. Mm -hmm. But it's all things that they'll figure out as they go. And as we get our hands on it, hopefully we we, uh, we get to play it before it goes live and give you guys our opinions on it and stuff like that in the future. Because definitely piqued all of our interest, especially Swag. that was the only time I saw Swag ask a question there. And he was like, well, what's going to happen with our PRs? Do AI count as kills? There's a ton of questions. That's internally. a great one I was wondering about. Yeah, yeah. Swag asked that directly. And Infinity Ward said that it's an ongoing conversation, basically, like... They want to figure it out too. what's healthiest for the player base. They don't want to necessarily interrupt things, but they want to lean into what makes Warzone the, the full package of what it is and separates it from other Battle Royale experiences. Well, a big thing about that too is no one who's playing a game wants to be forced into just watching other people play the game. We know how mm -hmm. painful that could be in Blackout. I loved Blackout. I thought it was a ton of fun, but if you die early, you're just sitting there for a really, yep. really long time. And I, I love that now that there are so many opportunities to get back into the game so that kind of our finicky short attention spans are given that opportunity right back in. You make a mistake, whatever. Your teammates can get you back, so on and so forth. Maybe you find one of those tokens right now, whatever it may be. It keeps you constantly engaged in the game, whereas in certain scenarios, whether it's Blackout or other BRs, you just end up sitting and no one wants to just sit when they want to be playing the game. So I, I like that a lot. But per Swag's question, and that was something I was wondering about that I, I wasn't actually going to bring up, but if they're going to count AI kills, you'd think they're going to have to be counted separately from player kills, right? Because mm. at least from a competitive perspective, that blows 2v2 kill races out of the water because if all the kills are counted as the same amount of sure. total kills, how are you going to know, you know, AI versus actual players? Yeah, and it was another point of interest that uh, J-God brought up because you know he's always the information database guy. Uh, he brought up that players are just going to farm AI to level up right. level up, and level up their guns. And there's just That's all types point. of different conundrums that can come out of it. We just have to see what their actual vision is and how it's going to play out. Like the current leaks right now, I'm not sure if they're correct or not, but talked about a stronghold and that'd be how you get your loadout. You have to fight mm. boss AI and all this Stuff like that sounds interesting, but we really, uh, it's hard to conjecture on it until we actually play it for ourselves. And one thing that I want people to listen to your podcast to know is um, when I was first starting Modern Warzone and uh, the leaks were swirling around what Warzone was really going to be, the initial reaction to finding out that it wasn't Blackout 2 was just disgusting. <laughs> Everybody was so pissed off the day they found out that loadouts were a thing and there weren't attachments and that they, you could have regain opportunities and all this. And uh, people just weren't ready for change. But they never are. Katie made a great point when it comes to, like, I used to love playing PUBG. And, you know, one of the big emphasis is on Battle Royales is that you always need to be on the edge of your seat because every every kill, every death matters. It should be important. There's a story. Um, and Warzone has somehow managed to wrap up the respawn thing and still make it feel like a BR and make it feel mm -hmm. meaningful when you win the game. I think they just have to make sure they focus on holding on to that aspect of their game and focusing everything else around that and making sure there's more of a looting phase but people originally said that the game was dead in the water as soon as they found out that there wasn't a tiered armor system that health automatically regenerated like it still does to this day 
there was just so much um, abrasiveness to the changes that were listed that everybody said it was fake. Mm -hmm. There's no way they would do that. It would flop. Lo and behold, Warzone comes Here out. It's one of the hit battle rails yeah. you've ever seen. And people still to this day say that, war that loadouts are one of the worst things ever. And I think that Infinity Ward and Raven Software have acknowledged that multiple times that they do not like how centered around the game loadouts are and that it took away the looting experience of a battle royale. All that stuff that fills up your dead time. And they need to fill fill that in some 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 way that engages the player. And I think AI is their way yep. to do that and makes you actually have to have a challenge to, you know, get your best gun. Mm -hmm. You know, if if I was thinking of creating a Warzone map, it would be the AI guards the best loot. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's been the case. And uh, I use Fortnite, Fortnite as an example because I had a, a chance to cast Fortnite a number of times. I've got another one coming up on Thursday. But for the 100K Dr. Disrespect event, it was a 2v2 kill race in Fortnite. And uh, it, one of the big things was like dropping on the highest tier loot so you could grab the best loot. You don't have loadouts in that game, but it was dropping on the high tier loot. But then you had the IO guards that were all around you. You had to slay those out. You get some extra loot, sure, from them, but make sure you don't take enough damage from them so that you don't get third party. Like those little mm -hmm. aspects that provide, even in the mid game of, of fighting, uh, you know, these IO guards or whatever in Fortnite is great. And then when we start talking about bosses, th there is a fine line between putting something into the game that enhances it and putting something into the game because it's sounds cool like if you yeah. were to add these like bosses that they have in fortnite that are like fairly easy to kill it's just a little bit stronger than a normal like uh traditional ai that's fine but if you're putting in like mm -hmm. these big old raid boss type people right that that take a yeah. very long time it's more of like an easter egg type thing like that's mm -hmm. where you're going to cater towards like a limited time game mode and, and i can't see call of duty doing that because when you start thinking about the way warzone has been created and the way it's still at least to some very minute degree translates to the multiplayer base that it was originally founded on like the reason that there are a lot more redeploy options in other brs is because of warzone it's because of this mm -hmm. idea of how do we cater to our multiplayer base while still being a fairly true br mm -hmm. how do we cater to our multiplayer base that's you know built around this like building out weapons with attachments oh loadouts this makes a lot of sense and i, I could see them kind of uh trying to play around with other options for looting aside from just like running around the map and not shooting somebody for 10 minutes they'll have to be yeah go oh, ahead sorry. katie i was just gonna say that they're, they're gonna have to be if they do decide to implement something like you guys are talking about when it comes to kind of like a boss in whatever substantial ai sense that means um i i would assume they've learned a lot from the krampus experiment which was to <laughs> say which was to say krampus was a lot of fun but krampus should not be able to eat that many bullets and still be chilling right like that yeah. was kind of like a raid boss that was outrageous because if you wanted to try and kill krampus it took so long and you were almost guaranteed to get third partied so i, I imagine if they do implement that it, it's gonna have some sort of learnings from from at least krampus ttk if you will <laughs> That was like the I had that I got to ask them about the AI and that was like my second fold part of my question was um, mm -hmm. I hope that you guys are aware like how well this has to be done for you to do this properly it needs to be the perfect difficulty bots they need to be meaningful and they need to be engaging but they don't need to be aim bots and they don't need to mm -hmm. ruin your experience which is a very hard middle ground to meet for anybody who's played Escape from Tarkov. Sometimes when you fight a raid boss, it's the coolest thing ever, but they are the hardest people in the game. And sometimes their AI goes wonky, and it's just not a fun experience. Other times it doesn't go wonky, and it is. It can't be something that'll be, you know, good or bad or this or that. And not saying we talked about bosses, but just talking about the difficulty level. Um, I made sure to ask them. I was like, yo, uh, just to make sure you guys are aware, you know, we want something that's meaningful and engaging, but that's not veteran. We don't want veteran campaign difficulty bots. 
that are just lasering us down. And that's when they responded to me and they said, well, we thought about that. And that's the thing that we've come to a middle ground with is that no matter how difficult they ever are, um, if you get downed by AI, they cannot finish you. They will just turn off from shooting you. There is mm -hmm. no, you do not get full finished by an AI. They can down you, but then they allow your team a chance. And I was, when they answered that, it kind of made me realize that they are actively thinking about how how badly AI could affect the experience. Sure. Mm -hmm. And they also uh, made sure to to establish that they were confident that this is a good path forward. Yeah. Okay. Great, great, great thoughts. I mean, I think honestly they should bring Krampus back as a kill streak. Um, you know, I'm going to the restroom real quick and grabbing a drink. Yeah, okay, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Five minutes. Yeah, go yeah, for it. Go yeah. for it. Go for it. No, go something that uh, you know what I really miss, and I I would love to hear the sentiment from chat actually. Um, my favorite in-game event in Warzone was the Halloween event where you got to be, um, like whatever you turned into a zombie or whatever it was and you yeah. could just leap around. I loved that mode. I so desperately hope that that comes back in whatever form because aside from the fire shoddy meta, which was occurring at the same time, along with the thermal scopes, the fire shoddy was hell, but that game mode go to, I, I could have played that forever no, it's so much fun i totally agree you know it's funny you bring that up too because i was actually during this little break before we we close out the podcast uh mm -hmm. it, we you know we had brought up this idea of okay if they decide to get rid of of rebirth and replace it right. with fortune's keep like you know going backtracking a little bit if mm -hmm. they do a live event how do we do that well and how do we do that in an entertaining fashion that it brings back all the big streamers that used to play warzone like the, the classic name that always gets brought up is nick Merckx. like he came back for mm -hmm. that godzilla event hadn't played warzone right. in a very long time came back and that's what you want from those types of events is to reattract the mm -hmm. player base but um for for rebirth like what could we expect to see um for uh, some of these live events doug mentioned a potentially mm -hmm. nuking this entire rebirth island because it fits within some semblance of the canon that we have in the lore uh i would love to see something more akin to what you're talking about rather than like a cutscene, we see something like a oh zombies have invaded rebirth island you get to essentially play uh you know that halloween event or something similar to it on rebirth as it like closes out yeah, no, I, 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 events like that. Um, so something that it always makes me think of is uh, I'm, I'm a big MMO person. I know I mentioned it earlier. Um, I played the ever living hell out of Final Fantasy uh, 11 and 14. And 14, when it initially launched, what? pretty rough is a kind way to put it. But when they were doing the whole massive revamp of 14, I'm talking everything was blown up. They had the most incredible end game community-wide like cinematic experience for people to usher out the old and usher in the new and i think especially here if they decide to do something like that you can't underestimate the impact that communal moments like that have where you all get on together maybe you're sitting there and an in-game event happens and you're not even shooting at the people next to you. You're just watching this volcano start to erupt or whatever it may be. Uh, you, When done right, you never forget those moments in your experience with a video game. Like with 14, I will never forget sitting there with my link shell and watching all of that hit. And I think they could really recreate some of that impact in Warzone if they want to, that players will walk away and say, wow, that was so cool. You never forget it. It's something that you reference. It's something that keeps you coming back to the game.
no totally agree uh other thing we mentioned too was that hey uh there's there's water there's a lot of water coming to warzone 2 let's talk mm -hmm. just briefly uh again katie to talk through this idea of swimming i mean i know swimming was released or like teased that it was going to be released in modern warfare 2 and multiplayer as well it's going to be mm -hmm. back that concept will be moved over to warzone 2 which i'm really excited about the ability to swim through all of our rivers and our lakes yeah. but uh what like what do you think the implications of that are going to be can you swim underwater and like hide in the water mm -hmm. theoretically on rotations like i don't know there's a lot of question marks in my mind of how swimming will will play into warzone 2 well swimming i feel think i mean it's inherently going to add so much depth depending on how it's implemented to how you can play the game the counterplay the flanks you can make whatever it might be uh but doug since you rolled in i i would love kind of your insight on that how do you think swimming in whatever way it could get implemented will impact um the actual play style on the map that was something we talked about a good bit too because they'd spent a lot of time talking about all the work that they put into making sure they did water right they said that mm -hmm. they'd um wanted to do it for warzone and modern warfare 19 but they wanted to make sure if they did water they did it to the best of their abilities and uh it, apparently it's i know it's really really hard because not a lot of video games nail water they gave us a demonstration of a boat driving out in the ocean and how the water dynamically works with that and it was an extremely like dev tool look at it because they're still making sure they get all that right we watched the whole mission that was pretty much done entirely underwater for the most part mm -hmm. it's stealth elements um i'm interested to see how it works but one big point of emphasis was that it is a tactic it's not a crutch and they wanted to make sure that like um when i used to watch uh PUBG and they had their first uh, big events on like uh forget who hosted them but with dr disrespect and everybody's playing at land a lot mm -hmm. of those uh ended with you know if it was by water there were teams just sitting underwater you yep. know just trying to get as many placement points as possible it's something they absolutely do not want to happen um they didn't give us exact timing on how long you could breathe underwater they we did talk about it and they said that that's something that they're still trying to hone down um there's only a certain amount of things you can use underwater like right now it's just pistols and knives or throwing knives or certain equipment and um but that that is also still up for debate um uh, i went and talked to pat kelly after we had our present or before we had our presentation because i knew about the water elements and i asked him i was like don't you think the gun nuts from modern warfare 2019 are going to be kind of upset that we're firing bullets underwater through water you know with these guns that aren't designed like the current um when we played i've recently replayed the call of duty ghost campaign and it mm -hmm. has an underwater rifle which currently got added into warzone the ugr or whatever um the the most recent cold war smg and uh that gun shoots darts so that makes sense from a ballistic perspective but right. one thing they wanted to make sure is that bullets that are shot through water do less damage bullets shot from underwater do less damage it's going to have all its own mechanics and stuff to make it to where you're not using it to win fights you're using it to re-engage you're using it to rotate mm -hmm. you're using it for all of those reasons and i think just based on how they mentioned that it'll be a part of all of the major modes uh campaign multiplayer 6v6 12v12 whatever whatever big modes they're going to have and warzone 2 they mentioned that it'll be a part of all of them in some way shape or form that they've really thought about how they want the water to dynamically affect gameplay because it was a bit concerning to you know think about you know is this is this more of a rad opportunity or is this right. like something cool and dynamic and i think they really want it to be cool and dynamic 
Right. Yeah. Underwater assassinations, though. Imagine there's an actual animation specifically <laughs> for assassinating underwater. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I need that. I need that just for the moments in competitive Goge when we see some crazy, something crazy happen. I, I'll be yeah, curious visibility too, Doug. I mean, I was gonna bring this up during the the kind of like, and I appreciate your your insight on all of these question marks around swimming. Is like I, the question was, could can you even hold your breath underwater? Is there going mm -hmm. to be a limit? Those things will continue to be adjusted i'm sure right but it, in terms of visibility in the water it seemed like bullet velocity will change as the bullets enter the water but if i see somebody rotating through the lake around or the ocean or the river or whatever on this brand new map and i've got a sniper or i've got an ar or an lmg and i can rain bullets down on them what is it going to look like to see them first of all in the water is it going to be easy like it is in fortnite mm -hmm. or is it going to be difficult where it's like cloudy and uh, that's the best way to rotate around the edge of the map for for like customs or something like that I can't really describe it from personal experience because that's a part of the things that we can't talk about, but I can say that I also have questions. I don't know exactly <laughs> what it'll look like. I don't know exactly okay. what it'll look like with the finished product, but I also have questions. Okay, got it. Got it. I love it. I love it. I do think that, um, you know, everybody thinks that I'm just a shiller. I won't say anything bad. I will say this, that I, I was not impressed by the water. Oh. Okay. Not, All right. not in my own gameplay things, but, but what they showed and like you guys got to see a snippet of it in the reveal trailer where you see Price come up from underwater with gas. Yeah. Um, it just didn't look good to me. Interesting. And, uh, okay. and that's tough. And that, I think that's because I've played games before that do water perfectly, uh, like Sea of Thieves. And they mentioned how they're going to... water is so great. The, the best of the best of the best handled on a live cloud server at all times. So everybody sees the same thing. Uh, they mentioned some of the stuff that they talked about in this was uh how the waves are going to interact i'd have to pull up my own notes or like how water will look like they don't want it to necessarily be two people looking at two different things because some of it'll be client side some of it'll be server side but they did try to establish that but at the same time like i don't understand game dev i try to but uh it was all just uh kind of like pr talk yeah i do think that by the time it's finished with the way they talked about it it's going to look great and i won't say i will say that it was the least impressive part of what i saw not that it was bad because sure. it being bad is just not necessarily true because sure. when they showed the water the tech demo out in the ocean driving it with the boat i was really impressed at what all it was doing but it was in a way that i can only describe as like a tech demo like uh there right. wasn't a lot of models loaded in it was pretty much boat water look what water does with boat yeah. And I was like, cool. Um, but I hope that they focus on the parts of the water that are actually going to dynamically affect the gameplay and maybe not worry so much about how it's going to look. I know it's a triple A mm -hmm. title and uh, I won't say it looked bad, but I just was, I don't know, with as much time as they spent talking about it, I know it's a huge emphasis point for them. All right. Two thoughts I had. One was spurred on by Kid Psycho in chat that said, what if there was a gas mask type equipment that allows for further underwater travel that would be crazy in rotations? I totally agree. That's something we can talk about and then we'll kind of finish out this episode. Number two, let's say you could theoretically hold both a gas mask and a breathalyzer. Not that's not the word I'm looking for. Whatever you want to call it, uh, like a uh, snorkeling equipment. <laughs> Make sure you're not drunk yeah. while you're swimming. But uh, yeah, like snorkeling equipment or something like that. Maybe you could hold both of them. Would the gas affect you while you're underwater 
so you could like swim in gas underwater and not take damage when you pop it up must, to grab though, breath right? when you pop up to grab breath that's when it starts hurting you and you can swap your snorkel equipment for a gas mask talk about the god rotations that's all i'll say there is a lot of cool things out there that we could see depending on the way the map is formulated the the little piece of info that we have about the map it seems like not maybe it's not an entire island that only part of the map is surrounded by water for uh -huh. warzone 2 but i'm totally conjecturing here well i wonder did they did they ever and this seems minor so probably not did they ever say anything about toggling your gas mask so that we can get away from the oh i touched the gas my animation happens i'm dead because i can no longer accurately fire in the gunfight i'm in no they didn't they might feel like they're at a better spot now because i think it's mm -hmm. the, i think it's working okay now to where if you are ads it won't put on or take off your gas mask okay i think they might feel like that was their solution okay, i don't okay, know cool. though that's just that's just educated guessing awesome yeah a, a lot of big question marks still but a lot of really cool information uh, we've covered a lot uh doug as we kind of close this episode out anything we didn't ask that you uh, would want to talk about in in terms of warzone 2 or fortune's keep um is in terms of warzone 2 and fortune's keep maybe not just um that i do think that based on what they were talking about with the extensive testing that they, and all their learning from Verdansk, which they all said, all, I know this is all PR talk, they said the same thing about Caldera, but I do think that um, that it will play better, in my opinion. It mm -hmm. seems like, based on the way they emphasized it at the studio, it seemed like they, they put a lot into playtesting each of the individual POI-type larger battle maps, as they call them, and making sure that they function well alone, which will increase, you know, it'll it'll make every POI on the map be a place worth landing at. Okay. I, 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 I very much so like that, because that's certainly not the case right now for, uh, for Caldera. Yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, other than that, I mean, we didn't really talk much about 6v6, but this is a Warzone podcast, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's uh, there's a lot of people talking about 6v6. There's a lot more conversations that'll come up with 6v6, so we'll Maybe stick to Warzone. Maybe we're talking but... about the um, the uh, equipment and field upgrades. Yeah, sure. I, was, uh, I had that pulled up. I was wondering if we were going to hit that because I was reading through, uh, obviously, your tweet about the inflatable decoy field upgrade. Yeah. And... I am just here to watch people lose composure when they <laughs> yeah. get absolutely hoodwinked bamboozled by one of those and die because of it. It was really cool the way they explained it in the studio because whenever they first started talking about it, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then they uh, they started to explain like kind of the details of it and how it'll work and that you can kind of throw it as like a proximity charge or something like that to where... It'll either instantly go off or it'll go off when somebody gets close to it, or you could activate it like a C4. And the cool thing about it is, is that audio orients towards the player. So it's like a better decoy grenade, basically. Like you, mm -hmm. you throw it and you can use it in all types of situations, which I could see some cool situations from the two new game modes they talked about, uh, like prisoner rescue or the knockout mode or whatever, um, to where you just use that to bamboozle people. Like we currently use the sprays, like I mentioned in my little tidbit you guys have pulled up right there. Uh, mm -hmm. The smiles on their faces when they talked about this and the way they talked about it in playtesting said that it was genuinely, like, not frightening, but it got your attention even if you knew what it was. Because sure. when they said it, they said when it activates, it makes the exact same audio of a, as a player going from prone to standing up and aiming at you. Jump scares, yes, Dude. more And then immediately <laughs> orients to the closest player to it. Yeah. You know, it's a lot more dynamic than what it probably reads like. 
based on what mm -hmm. they said about it. So I thought that that one was pretty cool. Uh, we all laughed our ass off whenever they announced the DDoS field upgrade, and we were like, y'all actually <laughs> calling it that? And they were like, yes. Yeah, this I was like, oh, wait, this is... I like when they lean into things trimmed. like that, honestly. I, yeah. I, I like it quite a bit. So something um, to talk about, that you also put up the tactical camera field upgrade. Mm -hmm. um, I want to touch back. Do we know how exactly it works in the sense of, like, can you place when you were talking about what you're talking about um that you put into the water and it had like a little like flotation device what you're talking about that you could float it down the river yeah it was earlier. a, a uh, proximity mine can you can you put a camera on proximity Wait, mine float it down head. the river <laughs> use the camera to see where we are like can you do stuff like that so i know i can talk about this because this was a part yes. of the presentation and uh shout out to marksman marksman's who asked a question revolving around this type of thing is they kept talking about emergent gameplay and what you're talking about right now is the definition of emergent gameplay mm -hmm. giving players the option to do cool things like that that they didn't think they could do but when they go to try it it works and they're like oh shit yeah so um he asked if you could throw something like that onto your vehicle right. and it would still work the answer was yes Ooh, i it just it creates so many options to express play styles, and I love that that's a thing, especially because you know we're going to get some incredible content coming out of mm -hmm. people who innovate on stuff like this in-game, like stuff that you would yep. never even think to do. That, that's yeah. exactly what I was about to say. Look, at the, the more opportunities for content made mm -hmm. by players inside the game doing creative things the better for the game the more promo for the game they're thinking this way as well we are in a brand new digital age of gaming where influencer relations and influencer content creation can make mm -hmm. or break a game and this is one of those ways something simple something small like this are ways that the content that is created is going to be even more intriguing and attractive for players to come try different things like that like like right. okay let's let's even back up without going way too off tangent like, like, oh, Battlefield is out of the world tanked, absolutely destroyed. But original Battlefield, when it came out, all the new different ways to create content with the RPG shots and, you know, hopping out of a, of a, of a plane, taking a sniper, mm -hmm. you know, shot, and then hopping back into the plane. Those pieces of content were the reason people wanted to play Battlefield. Not necessarily because of the general game. It was those pieces mm -hmm. of content that attracted people to the game. The same thing could be said for Warzone 2 with the way we're hearing that they're designing the game. And that's what I'm really excited about is to see these different ways to be creative. But um, to finish off this topic, yes, tactical camera field upgrade sounds really cool. Different ways to utilize it. We've got the inflatable decoy. And then this is trimmed on the screen, so I'm not going to keep it up. But the DDoS field upgrade. Talk to me a little mm -hmm. bit about the uh, DDoS field upgrade, Doug. Just one thing. Your chat is right. Uh, Black Ops 1 had a deployable camera that you could use Correct. that people would sometimes use to meme and do things. And I saw people mm -hmm. panicking on the timeline today about the tactical camera. And don't worry, when we were in theaters... I was in the front row and I turned and looked at everybody when they said tactical camera and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then they, they kind of explained it a bit and um, it doesn't, I don't think it's going to be anything that we have to worry about. I think that uh, people are going to worry about these things because they have potential to be exploitable, but that's also part of the emerging gameplay. They have to find out how players will use these things and whether or not it fits within the gameplay that they would like. Um, I got to ask a question about that one. I think it's it's very indicative that it, it lines up with emerging gameplay because of that little excerpt right there where it says that players can jump from cameras to other cameras that their teammate uses. Yeah. But you're not allowed to use it if you're dead. So I made sure to mm -hmm. ask that question. You, you, I can't just go and very call important. out after I was dead that, you know, with my camera. And they were like, no, if you're dead, it's dead. And I was like, okay, great.
um but moving on to the ddos actually really cool they would they um mm -hmm. it's something that warzone could use right now in my opinion there's not really good ways to take out berthas and people maneuvering around with vehicles so throw that bad boy in there it works as an emp mm -hmm. stops vehicles in their tracks uh, but allows you to potentially have ways to hijack them and and make new cool gameplay functions around vehicle play did you see which... the quick time event for restarting the engine what do you what? mean uh, so oh, in the DDoS, in the, in the bottom, it? it says uh, prompted that they have to restart the engine with a quick time event. They specifically it, it, uh, mentioned that as one of the things that okay. the DDoS would happen. When your vehicle gets DDoSed, uh, the driver will be will get a, an event, and they described it as like a quick time type event that they would have okay, to okay. restart the engine. So it takes their focus away, gives you a chance to uh, get them. And as well as uh, we haven't talked about the um, the grenade charge, basically like a fuse from Rainbow Six where you can stick it into yeah. a wall you can also stick those on vehicles <clears throat> mm -hmm. and they uh, if you stick them on a vehicle the way it was described to us i could be wrong I, I, this is how i interpreted it was that um it will not blow up the vehicle but it will down everybody in that vehicle if they don't get out when it oh, shoots okay. the grenade in the vehicle that way you can take the vehicle and use this as a hijacking weapon the ddos is more to stop the vehicle stop them from leaving you can mm -hmm. blow up some of their tires that and then when they're done you can take it because they mentioned uh with the drill charge when that they didn't want it to fully destroy the vehicle because they wanted you to allow like make a cool play get all these guys out of a vehicle hijack their vehicle and take it to a gas station and make it your own well, I love right that. now That's there's not, not a lot of ways right to do those things exactly. Yeah, exactly they wanted to play more because vehicles are a huge part of any br i think the h1z1 fully showed that when vehicles are in a br that they're a massive part of it PUBG mm -hmm. also showed us the same thing you need them uh, but at the same time, you can't make them the whole focus of the game without providing right. enough counterplays. And right now, there's just not enough counterplays to a guy driving around in a Bertha all game. And they're even with only these four details, you know, that's a lot of uh, a lot of counterplay opportunities for vehicles. I like that a lot. That's really interesting. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I totally agree. Thanks for taking us here to talk about these things, because these are things th things that we will definitely see in Warzone 2, definitely things that will be important in Warzone 2. Uh, this mm -hmm. is a great way to uh, kind of close out the conversation around Warzone 2. Fortunes keeps exciting. Warzone 2 is exciting. Doug, thanks for coming on, my man. We we talked about a lot today. A lot of content has come out, and I was, I was excited to have you on for the Warzone 2 discussion, but the Fortunes Keep discussion was just as uh, exciting as well, because it's it's this brand new content that we get uh, kind of waiting on Warzone 2. So thanks for giving us a lot of your insight on that, uh, especially right after it was just announced. You've been tweeting up mm -hmm. a storm recently. So Doug, as we finish <laughs> this up, man, uh, tell us anything else you're working on. I know I, I got to give you a shout out real quick that I know you've actually been casting a few of Vince as well you and i talked about your uh kind of like slow growth as a as a caster and there's been a number of events that you've casted over the last few weeks and i know you're looking for a few more absolutely that's probably my biggest thing that i want to lean into i've tried everything at this point you know i've been a news guy i've been a content creator i've done all these things but my true happy place is being in the booth just like you guys yeah um, something about something about casting and getting to put mm -hmm. all of this wealth of information i have about the game into practice to help educate and inform other people who are just watching and maybe don't get why said player did this or said player did that or like i remember one of my first casting gigs in verdansk uh, one of the coolest things that i got to do was inform my co-caster that you guys remember that people used to walk on the staircase um the railings the, the railings yep. so that they didn't make any footsteps i yep. remember saying that in the chat going like whoa i didn't know that it just 
to mm -hmm. me, it's really cool to be able to uh, provide both color and play-by-play -play commentary and inform people about something I'm extremely passionate about. I could talk about it for 12 hours a day and not have a problem. And uh, I am thankful. When? Yeah, yeah, I would love this, to. This, I, this I think test? I would fit well as a... <laughs> I think that I'm starting to discover more and more that I would probably fit best as like a desk analyst or somebody who provides really deep analysis color commentary. But yeah, I'm trying out. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out where I fit in, and uh, within the whole Call of Duty niche and scene, I already know I can provide information. But I want to be able to provide it in another way. And uh, casting is my biggest. Uh, that's that's the hill I'm really trying to climb. Because I don't. I can't think. Even when a cast is completely falling apart, technically, I had a great time every single yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. single time, it's always a blast. That's and how you, you know, always you learn, and you and you gain more, and you get the itch. Exactly, mm -hmm. you get the itch to do it again. And I'm just hoping uh, that I get more opportunities and hopefully one day I can be involved with something big with you guys because be I would so love cool. to, you know, even just interviewing players or doing something. That's that's kind of what I've always wanted to do is be that liaison between the casual Warzone player and the mm -hmm. deep hardcore community. So th thank you for bringing that up, by the way. Yeah. Thank you for having me mm -hmm. on, man. Uh, shout out to you guys. You guys have been doing great with your podcast for real. I've been enjoying thank every you, episode you. I've listened to. Uh, Katie, you you come unhinged sometimes and I got to say I love it. <laughs> I absolutely hey, love know, it. You know, sometimes you just got to be a dumbass. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. But I love Why it. Not? I do love Why it. Because that used to be when I... Interesting, right? <laughs> <laughs> when I used to work with Goj and we had our little thing, that was literally what I did. I was the person saying the things that probably were a bit... But that just shows passion. We're passionate about what we do. And uh, that's why that's what sets us apart mm -hmm. from everybody else in the Warzone community is that we give a shit. Yeah, well, seriously, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I know Go just said it, but I can't say it enough either. You do really incredible things for the community, both for, as you said, those casual fans who get their information and trust you to provide it to them. And of course, uh, for even the casters like us and all of the competitive players. So really, you do some incredible things. So thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. The only time I've ever talked to you, Katie, before this is in a Twitch chat of a tournament you're doing whenever you tell me to fix my games. So it was great to meet you and have a conversation. I I do appreciate being on. If you guys ever want me on again, just feel free to let me know. Yes, yes. Love Amazing. It. Well, we really appreciate you, Doug. Hey, chat, that's all we've got. If you didn't know, this has been the Bot Lobby Podcast. If you thought this was just a casual Twitter space for Doug, Katie, and myself, this was actually a podcast recording, uh, Bot Lobby Podcast on YouTube. Uh, you can follow Grandmaster Goge on Twitter for updates, as well as World's Bedford on Twitter. That's Katie's handle. And, of course, Modern Warzone, our guest today. Follow us all on Twitter. We're always super passionate about Warzone, always talking about warzone and casting in particular all three of us but katie and i in particular from the host side of things we've been casting an insane amount of warzone i mean it has been unbelievable how many warzone events katie and i have been a, been able to be a part of and we feel so blessed to be able to do that and we're excited to potentially do that for fortunes keep any closing mm -hmm. words katie before we close this one out uh no you guys are wonderful this podcast is uh one of the highlights of my week at this point onward and upward let's all kick some ass let's do it well thank Absolutely. you for everyone tuning in all across all the different social platforms you guys are amazing you can find us on all the different audio uh, spaces as well and hey this was an emergency episode that w went as long as a normal episode i think we're gonna have another <laughs> one on wednesday of this mm -hmm, week to mm -hmm, talk mm -hmm. a little bit more about this topic but also do some more interview style uh informational pieces around content creators and competitors in the scene if you've never listened to us before go back and look at our old vods we've interviewed people like fifa kill like joe woe and plenty of others so uh go take a look at that. but that's all we've got thanks again for tuning um, in and uh we'll see you guys in the next one